You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara, and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000-mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing. We'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps, and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So, without further ado, let's hit the road! Hey there! Welcome to episode 28. And on today's episode, we are in Sippy Falls, which is in Mount Elgin National Park in Uganda. And we'll also be, well, it took us about five days to travel 325 miles from one side of Uganda to the other side to get to Murchison Falls. Ridiculous. <laughs> so after this episode, that'll take us up to 14,325 miles. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off on the last episode. So it was day 186, and we arrived at nighttime to a little chalet right on the kind of edge of a cliff overlooking Sippy Falls, but because it was nighttime, couldn't see anything. So we got to the chalet, and there's only two bedrooms, so it was very small, and there's already a Canadian couple there. So Claire and I, who is the, my friend who I've been traveling with since Nairobi, who I met in Nairobi, we, yeah, tossed a coin and I lost, so I got the couch. <laughs> but surprisingly, I slept okay. So the next morning, I woke up early and went out to check out the view. And wow, absolutely beautiful. Because you could see, so Sippy Falls is made up of three waterfalls. It yeah, comes off Mount Elgon, which is the fourth highest peak in Africa, actually. So you could see the first falls. And it's just, yeah, like I said, beautiful. And it's so this whole area is just super lush green full of vegetation and like the it's kind of a red clay the ground though but yeah absolutely beautiful lots of bright flowers and yeah it was like what a view to wake up to that was pretty awesome <laughs> so because we were a little bit tired from traveling the day before we decided we'd just take it easy today and like I said it was a great place to relax <laughs> so we just yeah, did some reading and catch some rays. And I also taught Claire how to play crib, which she really likes. So that was in our cards repertoire now. And the, the like I said, the chalet was great. It even had hot water showers, which was a bit of a novelty. And also the outhouse actually had a toilet seat. Again, another novelty because <laughs> many outhouses through Africa back, you know, in the time, remember this is back in 1993, were just like long drops and pretty disgusting, I have to say. But this one was all right. It actually had, a to like I said, a toilet seat <laughs> and toilet paper. So, yeah, luxurious. We had brought some food from the market. So, I mean, if you walked into Sippy, there was a few restaurants. But like I said, we were kind of on the edge, a couple kilometers from the town. So, yeah, so Claire made dinner because I wasn't feeling great. Didn't quite know what it was, but it kept coming like really suddenly. I just have a massive headache and, and stomach stomach pains. I just kind of took it easy and let Claire take over the cooking duties for the night. <laughs> and of course, was hoping I didn't have malaria. So after an early night, woke up again early, 
I felt better. And we decided we were going to do the hike around the falls. Like I said, there's three falls. I mean, we were hoping it wasn't going to rain because it was overcast, but we're like, well, let's just do it. So our, our goal was to make it to the upper falls on this, you know, this hike. So you kind of walk, but you have to kind of walk down first. And it was very treacherous because it was like lots of, well, first of all, like I said, it's clay. So it was very slippery because it had rained recently. You kind of have to walk down this narrow gorge and there's, you know, rocks and everything. And I was really thinking, did I do the right thing about sending my hiking boots home? I don't think it really was a pretty great idea, actually, <laughs> to come to think about it. Anyway, so I'm just in my my morning shoes, my trainers. Oh, and also down the gorge, there's like a trickle of water running down it's to make it even more slippery. But luckily, I did not kill myself. So that was great. <laughs> Bonus. And as you're walking down, you walk past a cave. So we kind of put, popped our heads in there. And then when you kind of get down to the flat, it's so crazy because you just you're walking through all these back yards like <laughs> or fields yeah and it was also great because i th- seemed we seemed to be a big hit with the villagers so we kept hearing like friendly shouts of mzungus <laughs> and lots of waving and smiles so that was really nice so once we got to the bottom we were like oh well let's there's a cliff let's try and climb that <laughs> so we got almost to the top but then it was literally just sheer so we're like okay we can't go any farther because we will kill ourselves for sure so we had it back down, but we did get to the upper falls, which, like I said, it's very beautiful. And then it was about four hours of walking, I reckon. And then we were like, okay, so we saw the falls, oh, the upper falls, and and also the medium ones too. So we headed back just kind of the, the way we came and got back to the chalet, knackered. Because, <laughs> you know, probably walked for about eight hours that day. But it, like I said, it's absolutely beautiful scenery. And we'd also somewhere along the way picked up some like mushrooms yeah we made those for dinner and we'd also picked up a loaf of bread fresh bread yummy and claire made her famous guacamole so we just pegged out on all that and then it was kind of another early night although when we got back there was a a british missionary family who took our room (laughs) so we're like okay great so we're like okay well we'll just have to pitch the tent so we decided because we both had a tent, but I had kind of more of a round pop-up tent, but it did leak a little bit. And Claire just had a very, you know, like a teepee kind of two-man tent, which was very small, especially for two people. But we could keep our bags inside. How to pitch our tent just before dark. And then, of course, it rained that night. And now a quick sponsor break. So the number one reason I use this website to book most of my accommodations when I travel around the world is because they often offer a 24 to 48 hour free cancellation fee. Plus they are a price comparison site. So you get the cheapest price possible. So head on over to manyroadstravel.com forward slash booking and you'll also be helping support the show. So I thank you for that. Okay, now back to the show. One last reminder, if you want to save yourself money on your accommodation and get the free 24 to 48 cancellation fees on most bookings, then please head on over to manyroadstravel.com forward slash booking. Okay, back to the show. And we're just hoping we weren't going to be blown off the cliff, really. (laughs) But surprisingly, slept pretty good. And it was actually really nice. Before it rained, it was really nice just to hear the falls to go to sleep, too. So, that you know, I didn't mind sleeping outside. I did a lot of camping. So that wasn't a problem. 
So the next day, 189, we again got up early, decided we we're going to go down, try and find the lower falls this time. And again, we had to go through this narrow gorge, slippy, slippy. I was so surprised I didn't break an ankle at least, <laughs> but it was okay. And then again, you walk down and you walk through these cornfields. And like I said, just the vegetation is absolutely beautiful. We just kind of made it to the lower falls, just decided, because it was about, I think about an hour and a half, decided just to head back because it was still early and then got back to the chalet, made some breakfast, and then we we're going to hit the road basically. But I, again, I just got this sudden illness again and split, you know, splitting headache, really bad stomach. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to lie down for a little bit. So I rested for about half an hour or so and then felt okay. So that's what, it was just so weird how it was just come suddenly and then leave. All right. I mean, I still had a bit of a headache, but we packed up, said our goodbyes. Cause at the time City Falls wasn't on really the traveler's kind of grapevine guy that I met in Lake Navasha, he told me about it. So it was really cool to go there because, like I said, there wasn't really that many other travelers there. And I love finding these kind of hidden gems. So super happy that we made it there. So we paid for our, our three nights accommodation, which was only $4 each. <laughs> Bargain. Set our buys. We kind of hitched back almost to Mbali, which was great. We were about 10 kilometers from there, but we didn't have to pay for the ride. So that was cool. And on our way to Sweet Falls, we didn't have to pay for the ride from in, in Bali as well. So we we're per doing pretty good with transport, <laughs> at least free <laughs> in Uganda so far. Because this is, was really our first proper stop in Uganda from Kenya. So it was all good so far. We kind of had a look at the map and we planned our itinerary to try and get to Murchison Falls. Like I said, it's only west side of Uganda. We're on the east side at the moment. Managed to get a matatu to Mbali with like for a dollar or something like that. So that was good because Mbali was a little bit bigger town, I guess, than Sippy Falls. But it's so crazy because they just, it's, they pack these matatus. So matatus are kind of like the back, like pickup trucks and they just put seats in the back. So like in normal I guess, Western countries, <laughs> like there'd probably be about 10 people that fit back there comfortably. In Africa, 30 <laughs> people easily. <laughs> it's just not comfortable at all. You basically have people almost sitting on your lap. You have elbows in your face. It's ridiculous. But anyways, we managed to get another Matatu to Sarati, the next little town on our, our route to Murchison Falls. And about two hours of very uncomfortableness. <laughs> we got to the bustling big town of Sarati, which took us all of three minutes to walk through. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Figured we couldn't get any further that day kind of thing. So we're like, okay, well, at least there's like one guest house here. <laughs> or I think there might have been two. So we decided to stay at Liberty Inn for $5 a night. Yeah, it was like it, it looked a bit divey from the outside, but inside the room was lovely. So, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, I guess. <laughs> they had really comfortable beds. There was hot water showers and, you know, indoor toilets, which was nice. <laughs> and they even had soap in the shower. Never happened <laughs> anywhere, really, that I'd stayed so far, I don't think. Or very rarely anyway. So, yeah, it's very luxurious for five bucks a night. So then we headed out for dinner at one of the only two, like there's only two restaurants. So we were like, okay, well, this one looks like the hot spot. 
yeah, and had dinner. But I mean, Sorority is a cute little town. Like, it looked like kind of a 50s town. So it was rather run down when we were there. So I can't imagine what it looks like now. <laughs> but again, people, you know, just, we just entertain people because they, except this part of Uganda, not many travelers went to. I don't even know if many people travelers go there now to be honest but especially back then no so we were standing out but at least it was friendly it wasn't like ethiopia it was pleasant but it does get very wearing to be constantly stared at and to be talked about in a language you don't understand but you know you just got to suck it up because you know this this is my choice to be here and you have to respect other countries cultures because you're in their country so it was okay it was fine and it was, yeah, because I sucked it up and at least I wasn't being punched in the face and stuff like that. So <laughs> that was a, that was a big bonus. <laughs> so the next day we had a quick breakfast and we headed to the car park to try and get it to the next town. So we waited for about, I don't know, an hour or so because we were trying to get to Lira. Finally, again, jam-packed Matatu. And it was... Basically, like after about three and a half hours of hellish ride, because with my blood illness, like my knees have always been really bad. So being scrunched up, mm -mm, just not good, especially for, you know, three and a half hours. And the road was shocking. Like it was just dirt road and potholes and really bumpies. Anyways, we finally got to Lira and we just had to wait about an hour or so for the next Matatu to take us to our next town called Gulu. And I mean, all these towns kind of looked quite similar. They're very small, fairly run down, and we are the only travelers. <laughs> so luckily, ride from Gulu or from Lira Gulu was on a tarmac road, although there's still quite a few potholes and it, you know, still cramped Matatu. But we finally got to Gulu, like I said, about two hours later. So again, we had to stay the night there. And according to Lonely Planet, African Shoestring, which was the only guidebook really out back then, and Claire had a, a copy. I didn't have any guidebooks because Casey, my friend who I was traveling with, he had the guidebook and kept it. So <laughs> I got nothing. Lonely Planet suggested to stay at St. Luke's in Gulu, where we were, saying, that, oh, it's amazing value. Well, <laughs> as usual... Whatever Lonely Planet suggested something, especially places to stay or eat, it usually was the opposite. So what usually just crap. The ones they said were crap were actually pretty good usually. So I don't know. Things really changed since I published it. I don't know. Anyways, we we're tired. So we're like, okay, we'll just stay at St. Luke's. And it was, again, about five bucks a night. But it was a bit of a shithole. But we we're like, well, we're here now. So we'll just stay. Again, you know, mission, find restaurant. We picked one of the places that seemed to have people in it, so <laughs> that usually is a good sign. And actually had some nice rice, beans, and sweet potatoes, and some ginger tea, which was really good, and good for my stomach, too. Ginger's great for digestion. And then we just kind of, yeah, hit the hay, really. Another early night, long day traveling. I mean, traveling like this does take it out of you, trust me. <laughs> the next morning, so day 191, I think we might have got an hour of sleep. It was ridiculous. I... Whether I was being bitten by mosquitoes and or bed bugs, I'm not sure, but I was being bitten alive. And also there was loud music playing and it sounded like trucks were driving through our room. It was just so loud. So we were knackered. We're like, let's get the hell out of Gulu ASAP. So we grabbed a quick breakfast, said goodbye to St. Luke's forever. <laughs> 
and then grabbed some food at the market and, you know, just went again to a car park to try and get out of there, basically. So we found a pickup, like a Matachu, and then we waited about half an hour for more people to come. And then they even did like a couple laps of the town, like shouting for people, like, who wants to go to the next, you know, where we're going next? No, not many takers. So the driver is like, well, we're not going to take you because there's only two of you. And we also wanted to go about 12 miles past of where their last spot destination was going to be. So they kind of, after, you know, an hour or so, they just took us back to the car park. I was like, okay, just get out, find another one. We're like, okay, awesome. <laughs> so we're waiting in the car park and like trying, like even hitching, but there's just no cars. There's just no one there really. So after, I don't know, waiting another hour or two, we're like, we're not, we just couldn't get out of Gulu. So we're like, oh no, we got to stay another night in Gulu. Great. But we're not staying at St. Luke's, that's for sure. So we found another place, which was marginally better. I think it was the same price, five bucks a night. And then we're like, well, let's do some laundry, I guess. Make it some sort of productive day. Yeah, hand wash my laundry. And just as I put it on the line to dry, it started pissing it down and rained the whole day. So in reflection, I guess it was better being in a room in Gulu, not for my clothes, obviously, but than being in the back of a pickup truck. So I don't know, I guess it weighed out. Yes, the rest of the day was just basically playing cards and reading and chilling in our little shithole room, really. (laughs) And then we went out for dinner at a different place. Should have went to the same place, I guess. And had a disgusting dinner of one fatty, one fatty meatless chicken wing and cold rice. Just, you know, topped up good times and good <laughs> So the next morning, we're like, okay, we're going to get up. Like, we got up really early. We're like, we, we got to get out of here, man. <laughs> so went back to the car park, and we got there about 7.30 in the morning. Because we were told there was a bus that went in the direction we wanted to go to the, the day before. So we're like, okay, we're here. Where's the bus? Oh, no, the bus doesn't leave till tomorrow. Like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? So, and of course, I'm now wearing wet clothes. <laughs> Because they didn't dry because it just rained all day and night. So that's great. And I have wet clothes in my backpack. Not great because it can go moldy like that. Anyways, we finally found a pickup truck that would take us to Anaka, which is our next destination. Because it, you know, on the map, it looked like a good day. It's on the path. And we knew we could only go from like one town to the next, really, because I don't even know. I can't remember where this bus was going to. But there was hardly any buses. It was pretty much pickup and Matatu kind of traveling back then. So we're thinking, okay, well, you know, Annika's on the map. We think it's the same size as Soroti and Gulu and all the other ones. Well, at least the one good thing, the pickup wasn't as packed because I guess not many people were going to Annika. So after about another hour and a half of a very, very bumpy, dusty, you know, dirt road ride, the truck stops and there's just a clearing with maybe 10 rundown buildings and a tree. And they're like, okay, you're here in Annika. We're like, what? <laughs> This is ridiculous. Great. We could be stuck here. And there was no hotels. We had a little look. There was no restaurants because we hadn't eaten yet that day. So we're like, okay. So we got quite frustrated. So we just ended up sitting under this tree because next to the road and just like, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to wait and try and hitch. Of course, like all the people that live there, probably the hundred people that live there all kind of came out at different times and just kind of looked and stared at us and waved and smiled and whatever. So got to play with some kids. That was fun. And then 
these two guys come over who said they were police, but I have my suspicions about police in Africa, especially after the Lamu episode. And they said, well, you can't be here. There is rebel guerrillas, not the animals, people (laughs) from South Sudan. There was a Sudanese war basically going on, right? So you have to go back to Gulu. You can't go any further. And we're like, whatever. (laughs) In reflection, (laughs) they could have been telling the truth because that was a problem back then for sure. But we were just like, whatever. I just didn't believe them. And we're like, well, we're stuck here anyway. We got to wait for any car to come to get out of here. Anyways, they kind of left us to it. So finally, after about an hour and a half, a Land Rover was driving up. So we're like on the road flagging him down. (laughs) Please stop. Which they did. They're like, yeah, we'll take you to Pakwatch, which was kind of the nearest next town. We're like, that's great. Awesome. Because we are getting closer to, to Merchant's Falls. And at least it was a, you know, still puppy road, but we're at a nice Land Rover now. So that was fine. So after about two hours, we got to Pakwatch. Great name, really. <laughs> no Sasquatches in Pakwatch, though. <laughs> and at least it was a bit bigger than Annika. <laughs> pretty small it's probably like Soroti, i would say <laughs> but there was at least people there and restaurants so that was good because we were starving so we thanked our land rover guys because they didn't charge us either which was great and then just yeah plunked ourselves down in a restaurant and because we're starving so we ate some food and again you know everyone from town <laughs> was you know coming into the restaurant because word spreads pretty quick even though there was no mobile phones back then of course <laughs> google maps or anything like that so we're waiting there. And then we meet this guy and he's like, he said, oh, I work for the tourist in information in Para, which is kind of the town on right on the outskirts of Merchant Falls, which was where our destination was, right? So he said, so I've been looking around for a ride all day and I'll, I'll get a ride for the three of us if I can. You ladies just stay here. Which we're like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Cheers. So yeah, so at about six o'clock... He comes running into the restaurant. I found us a ride, ladies. I found us a ride. We're like, woohoo! All right, awesome. <laughs> We're finally going to make it to the proverbial para, like our destination. On the drive over, we saw our first herd of Cape buffaloes, which are apparently the second most vicious animals in Africa. I think water buffaloes are the most, or hippos. I mean, I know hippos kill the most people in Africa. But I always thought that water buffaloes were the most vicious because they can be a little crazy. So I guess Cape buffaloes are number two. But yeah, it's nice to see some, you know, we're in a car, so that was good (laughs) to see some wildlife. It took about 45 minutes and you have to also cross the Albert Nile on the ferry. So we did that. And then we finally got to Para, the Merchants Falls. There's a campground there. At about 7 p.m. So that was great. It was like, oh my gosh, this has been five days. Five days <laughs> took us a very hard traveling. So we're just like, let's hope Murchison Falls is bloody worth it. <laughs> but of course, when we got there, it was too dark to see that you couldn't you know, do anything. So we just quickly pitched our tent and made some dinner. And then, but we also saw, oh great, there's an overland truck. So and I think they're still going, these things. So overland trucks are these huge, massive trucks with about 25 to 35 foreigners. And they just, they take you on tours of different parts of Africa. I wasn't a fan of them because 
they just it's like a bubble and then whenever they arrive somewhere they just take over the campgrounds or wherever and they're so loud and usually obnoxious and so wasn't a fan so we see that we're like oh great <laughs> but anyways yeah so like i said we had dinner and then just kind of hit the hay so to hear about what happened in Richardson falls you're gonna have to tune in until next thursday's episode it's a pretty good one it would let's just say it was worth the five days of getting there and now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. Okay, so tip number one would be don't do what we did. <laughs> There's probably easier ways to do it. <laughs> yeah, I would suggest to get to Merchant Falls is go either via Kampala, because there might even be buses nowadays, who knows, or Malindi. Much easier than doing like what we did, like through kind of central Uganda. And tip two would be right now. So the price of Ugandan shilling to U.S. dollars three thousand seven hundred. So I'd say the budget. I mean, if you're backpacking and doing kind of what I do, then you could probably get by on between fifty to seventy-five dollars a day. I mean, now to back and back then, Uganda is a lot more expensive than Kenya. And I always like it. It's weird, but it works. Find out the price of a Coke and a beer, and that will usually gauge me on how much how expensive countries are. And like I said, it usually works. But then another way you could do Uganda, I don't have a driver's license, but still, which is ridiculous, but it is to do a self drive, which would be easier. And you could do this kind of trip, right? Because you could have your tent and stuff in the car. So if you were thinking about self driving Uganda, you're now looking at a, between $140 to $200 a day, like for everything. Okay, and then tip three would be for Sippy Falls. Of course, it has now become more popular than when I was there. Like I said, it was more of a hidden gem. It's still pretty on the download, but it's on the it's on the tourist line kind of thing. About a seven kilometer walk to do to see all the three falls, and you do start at Lacombe Lodge, which I think is the lodge when I stayed there, the chalet. But it seems to be a bit, you know, I know, but because of the location of it. But the good thing is it's very green friendly, I guess, hotel. So like it's all run by solar power, the shower, hot water, solar, and they have a compost toilet outside. So that's what it sounds like. It's the same. It's a a little bit more expensive now. If you book locally, which is about $40 a night US. And like I said, we're there, it was about $1.25. So (laughs) then, so that's where you start the hike from, from there. And then you go down to the, the Sasa Trail. And but I guess nowadays, halfway between the upper and lower or middle falls, you have to pay an entrance fee. It's only about a dollar or two dollars at the Sippy River Lodge because you're you're going through their their land kind of thing. Still pretty cheap. And you can also like get a guide if you want as well. Uh, up to you. I mean, we did it by ourselves. But if especially if it's raining, you might want to take a guide kind of thing. Like it's very slippery. And then if you're coming up from Kampala, you'd go Kampala to Jinja to Mbali to Sippy, which would take about a, like a full day. It took us pretty much a full day. Unless you wanted to book a tour in Kampala, then it would only take about five hours to get to Sippy. And I think you can get those tours for maybe a hundred bucks for like one or two days kind of thing. And there's now a lot more accommodation and restaurants in Sippy, so... There you go. And then for solo female travelers, I did feel really safe in Uganda, actually. After <laughs> cops are telling us not to be there and whatever. Like I said, we were in quite remote part, remote parts of Uganda. I never felt threatened or worried or anything like that. I mean, I would suggest 
don't hike the Sippy Falls by yourself just because you could fall and break an ankle or something like that. So either hook up with another traveler, do it together, or go, you know, get the guide for the day kind of thing. It's probably pretty cheap. And you're, you are you're, you know, you're helping out a local person. But yeah, besides that, I would say Uganda is good to go. Okay. And I think that's about it. We'll do this little quick little podcast, you know, my recap. So up to 68 countries I have listeners from. So that is amazing. Thank you so much. And the top five countries this week is USA, Canada, UK, France, and India. And the review of the week is from T. Dixon 508. It says, very fascinating. I have always wanted to visit Rome. The episode on her two days in Rome was awesome. I look forward to hearing more about your traveling adventures. Five stars. So thank you very much. Okay, so that is a wrap for this week. We'll see you next Thursday. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a step along the way when we head to Merchants and Falls and see loads of animals. Okay, and make sure you head over to the website, manyroadstravel.com for, you know, blog posts and hotel deals and all that kind of stuff. And also, if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel yet, make sure you do that too. You get there easily from the website. All right. So see you next Thursday. Until then, safe travels one road at a time. 